Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. This month has been super great, hadn't it? Oh, my gosh. How much did you love Simone's episode last week? Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. The emails and the tweets and the Instagram comments have not stopped. So I know you loved it because you're telling me. I loved it too. I thought it was so, so great. So I hope you've enjoyed hearing from him and John Mark Comer and Nicole Nordeman as we talk about these rhythms. Singing to us in the background, I don't want to forget, is our buddy Dave Barnes, who will actually be on the show in just a couple of weeks. His new album is releasing. He can get one of the two new EPs or the full-length album in a couple weeks. So go ahead and check out his stuff. You will not be sorry. As we've done for the last couple of years, I asked the gals and Russ from She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth to come in as we are getting ready to start Lent and start thinking about that part of the Christian calendar. And as we're thinking about rhythms, if you are a follower of Jesus, the Christian calendar really matters. The Christmas season, Advent, Lent, and some other holidays throughout the Easter, right? Some other holidays throughout the year are just really important. And I love the insight that Rachel and Amanda and Russ bring to the conversation around Lent. And so I asked them to come in and talk with us about like, what are we reading about in Lent through the She Reads Truth and the He Reads Truth studies? What is Lent about? How do we celebrate it? What does it really look like? And they did not disappoint. And so hope you enjoy this conversation about Lent with Rachel Myers, Amanda Bible Williams, and Russ Ramsey from the She Reads Truth, He Reads Truth. Let's first talk about how Advent went at She Reads Truth. How did you, what was the response? Not from necessarily from my people, but you can't say that, but just from the family, from the She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth family. I, as an Annie, loved that plan. That was probably my favorite Advent plan y'all done. Really? What was the response? That's great. I mean, it was good. Speaking of your people, um, your people bought all of the cross-stitch patterns available. (laughs) Within the first four hours that it was available. We didn't Ah, do many because that's not what we do. But it was hilarious. We were like, oh, those are our I love seeing the pictures. Did you see the pictures at Christmas? People did them in different colors. I was so proud. It was really fun. I thought it was awesome. But I think the community loved it. I mean, Advent is so special. um, And in that plan, it was good. Just the Mm -hmm. traditional Advent readings and... Um, I think that it was great. Everyone seemed, um, it just, I think the Lord was at work. And yeah. it was really you know? sweet, I think, to get to roll straight into Matthew from that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really yeah. appropriate to get to go like, okay, because the Matthew plan that started January 1 is mm-hmm. called, this is Jesus. Yeah. And so it's just sort of a, you know, that's how Matthew writes the gospel of Matthew, um, just presenting G- the person of Jesus. Um, and so it was it, cool to go like from that like waiting aching for the birth of Christ, and then to go all right, this is yeah. Jesus. Day yeah. one of the Matthew reading plan, um, the title was Jesus is born. Yeah, and so it was really neat. To, there was a little like a moment of like deja vu where you're just like, wait, I just read about this. Oh, but now we're seeing it as the start of yeah. his um, ministry, and it was it wasn't it the was, end; it was the, the right the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of times with the um, church calendar reading plans, we can kind of struggle with that ending because it's like, okay, Jesus is born, but we know that's not the end of the story. Yeah. And so, in like with Lent, um, when you know 
Resurrection Sunday, that's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. there it's it's always neat when the next the reading plan following kind of picks up right there mm-hmm. and you can continue the story because yeah. as we know the story continues. Yeah. And one yeah. thing we kind of missed, Rachel, is that you also have glitter on your nails. I do. Okay, so we just need to back up the train just for a second. You have a signature nail. I do. That's red with gold glitter. That's I do. Very Christmassy. Of well, you. I took my daughter. We mm-hmm. have like three major holidays in the year that she can come with me to get nails done. That's really sweet. And I really wanted um, the OPI color. It's top secret. Mm-hmm. It's kind of blackish you yeah. I'm sure are familiar yep. um it's kind of my favorite but yeah, she was beautiful. like it's three days until Christmas like you can't oh, do yeah. black fingernails yeah. so she was kind of insistent so they're red they're um I believe big apple red mm-hmm. um with the uh, glitter ring fingers that's really nice yeah. that's nice what, what do- makes you oh sorry go Amanda oh I just needed to know what Hazel got on her nails yeah you know she always comes with a really firm game plan I think the last several times she's gone she intends fully to do French tip because she sees fancy people do oh, it that is oh, she really sweet. wants French tip she's never fancy. done it and again this time she came and she was like I'm gonna do French tip and then she was like but this turquoise like she picked some like ridiculous yeah greenish blue and- I love her and I just She's think that's fantastic. <laughs> I do too. Um, tell me why y'all don't do after Christmas. I know it's not on the Christian calendar necessarily, but the idea of 12 days of Christmas. Have you ever done 12 days of Christmas? We've definitely talked about it, but we yeah, maybe one year we will because we were just talking with Chad about the fact that, um, you know, it, oh, it's still because we were saying, how was your Christmas? Oh, it's still Christmas. Yeah. Because Epiphany yeah. is January 6th. But we haven't ever done that um, 12th night Epiphany thing yeah. before. I think part of the reason we haven't is because we like to begin the year. Um, so many people want to start reading on New Year's yeah. Day, right? Yeah. And we like to begin the year in a gospel. And so it's it's tough to not do a New Year's start plan. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I have thought more about, you know, the true length of Christmas, according to the church calendar, this year than I ever have. I guess just because I continue to learn and become more aware and because all of this is new to me five mm-hmm. years ago as mm-hmm. well. And so, um, so I don't know. It would be fun. It would be fun to do. But we yeah. haven't done it yet. I personally love Epiphany. It's yeah. one of my, like, very favorite days on the church calendar. The idea that of when the um, mm-hmm. wise men got to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really beautiful. I think probably for the last 10 years that has been, like, a that 12th night. So mm-hmm. the night of January 5th, we get together with my sister and brother-in-law, and we go out to a restaurant that we would be ridiculous to go to any other night of the really? year. Really? It's a feasting night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wow. So we Sorry, love, that threw me off. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Off, this is not being important. But yeah. it's been one of the things thinking about going to onsite is that yeah. I'm going on Epiphany. Oh. And that's been oh, written. Wow. It's supposed to be feasting. and supposed to be. Yeah. So where are y'all going to go eat? I don't oh, yeah, know That yet. doesn't matter. Usually, honestly, we really like Stony River. We just love that hot, salty meat. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. If I could pick, I think came prime this year. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Up a so invited. I, I, I know to go. Everybody, twelfth night. It's for feasting, so that means for anybody. Kane Prime. Are y'all man. all Kane Prime fans? Yes. It's. I've been I, twice. Not more than not and, more than once a year. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I've been twice ever, and it was amazing. Yeah. Someone else paid for it both times. Yeah. 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 Yes, uh, please. I've not been. That's the way we like no, it. No, you haven't. Mm-mm. It's Russ. We should celebrate. Yeah, it's a good steak and go there. Mm-hmm. 
It's a great steak. Okay, so in the month of January, what we have done this month is we have done all different rhythms that people should invite into their lives. And so we started with journaling with Nicole Nordeman at the first week of January. And then John Mark Comer came on and talked about Sabbath and rest and kind of inviting that rhythm into your life. And then our favorite chef, Simone Kigueba, came and talked about like eating healthy, eating locally. What is it like to like treat your food well when you're eating it? So that we think that's an important rhythm to invite into your life is like how you handle food. I'm so excited to listen to that one. Right? We're huge Simone fans. We are. He's just and, amazing. And I have been off my podcast game because I've been on breaks. But like right. now that I'm commuting to work again. Yes. Oh, I'm going to listen to Get that. Get ready. So we're the, the week right after Simone. So this is us talking about Lent and the rhythm to me. I mean, I, I think our listeners are used to three times a year. You guys come here and we talk about the I mean, we have built a rhythm that says reading the word of God every day matters wherever you are in the belief spectrum, whether this is a lifestyle or something you're exploring to read the scripture every day really matters. Russ, will you just kind of talk about the baseline of that? How does reading scripture affect your every day, no matter what you believe about God? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I would say a couple of things about that. The first I would say is that um, it will affect you in the same way doing anything every day will, is that you will gain a familiarity and a deeper understanding of, of not just what you're reading, but how what you're reading connects to other things that you've read. And so, you know, anytime that you um, practice something, which, you know, the Christian faith is a faith that is described in terms of something that we, it's not just something we believe, but it's something that we practice, you know, and practice means it's something that you do over and over again. So you're a part of a church or you're, you're, you're reading scripture or you're praying regularly. You're developing these things in the same way that an artist, you know, would practice uh, drawing, uh, yeah. you know, practice drawing the human form and getting proportion right and vanishing point and perspective and all of these things that when you read scripture every day, you get into a practice of spending time understanding the Bible, understanding the story of God, and understanding the basics of a faith that people around the world for thousands of years have said, this is not only my faith, but I'm putting all of my eggs in this basket. Yeah, All of my eggs are in the basket of the, of the belief and the fact that Christ rose from the grave after he was crucified and buried. And so you, you gain this familiarity, you, 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 and the story becomes uh, not just something that you hear and understand, but it becomes something that you, you're now kind of living out of and you're, and you're, and you're figuring, okay, what does that have to do with, um, you know, when I feel sorrow or pain or mm-hmm. loss, or I have a friend who's going through something difficult or, or whatever that, that, that we're immersing ourselves in, in the greatest story of hope that's ever been, been told. So, um, that's one thing I would say about, about reading scripture every day. Uh, I think reading it during a season like Lent I don't want to get too far ahead. No, go. This um, is great. This is what we're doing. Is I think that there's something about, you know, not every denomination uh, or every church observes liturgical calendar, and it's certainly not a biblical mandate to do. Christians do it for the purpose of intentionally setting their minds and hearts on subject matter that has to do with the basics of the faith. And so during Advent, you think about the need for and the coming of Jesus, you know, so and all these passages in the Old Testament that prophesied that this would happen. And so when Christmas Day arrives, 
you know, like if you went through our plan, you, you read all these, it's kind of a greatest hits uh, of the Old yeah. Testament places where Jesus is, is kind of mentioned and foreshadowed and you're reading all these things. And then you get into that nativity story and there's just this anticipation that builds, you know, of, of it's not just, oh, a baby was born, mm-hmm. but it's this particular baby who is the hope of the people of God. And so during Lent, you know, it's 40 days. Which is symbolic of— It's 40 days plus Sundays, right? Yeah, it's 40 days plus Sundays. So Sundays are, are not counted as a formal part of Lent in the liturgical calendar. But the, the, the significance of the 40 is it, is it matches up with, with uh, the number of days Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And part of the function of the season— and I think this is, I mean, talk about rhythms of our lives. This is one that I think is just sorely missing, especially um, for American people, for Western people, is the rhythm of self-denial. Uh, we just don't really deny ourselves any appetites we have. We can, you know, if I want something, I can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want a church that is exactly like the church that fits all of my styles, chances are you can find something that's really close. You know, I, I just we just don't deny ourselves much. And that's interesting that you didn't talk about like food or um, well, that things we fit. buy. You thought about you talked about church shopping. That's, well, yeah. that's a little brutal. <laughs> that's the, it's the a little early rest. Well, that's it's a little brutal. People are going to feel that in their guts. I'm a pastor first. I mean, that's, that's my, right. That's I my like hard. it. Keep going. But I think I think that we don't we don't really deny ourselves much, and and there's great value in practicing again practicing the art of of self denial as a way of identifying with what Christ did for us. And so the 40 days in the wilderness, you know, he's fasting and and all and you know, he's being tempted and tested. But that itself is symbolic for Jesus denying himself by coming in the form of a man and living in our place and and offering himself up as a sacrifice. And so during the season of Lent, people often will give something up or deny themselves something. You know, I'm not going to eat any bread, or I'm not going to drink any alcohol, or I'm not going to eat any chocolate, or I'm not going to, you know, be on social media, or whatever it is. People will deny themselves something for the purpose of feeling the loss of something, of feeling something go missing, and to make themselves intentionally less comfortable than they had been. Mm -hmm. And it's a way of tuning your heart into better understand the sacrifice of Christ, um, who, you know, set aside glory and came in the form of a man. And, you know, and so part of the reason people do that is, is, and observe this season is because we want to really, we really want to get into not just the story of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, but we really want to get into, I want to understand why he did this. And it's going to be hard for me harder for me to understand why he did this if during this entire season I'm just, you know, fat and happy all yeah, the time, yeah. you know. And so and so that's one of the reasons why people do get into the rhythm of liturgical seasons is as a way of intentionally walking through a season uh, and doing certain things in that season that help them um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, communally mm-hmm. connect with the, that part of the story. So what are the dates this year for Lent? So Lent itself, uh, this is easy to remember, 
Ash Wednesday is on Valentine's Day. Okay. And this then so two weeks. And then Easter Sunday out. is on April Fool's Day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> How convenient so, our lives are. So, yeah, Lint, so our Lint is for lovers. Yeah. yeah. Lint is for lovers. <laughs> oh, can we have t shirts? Yes. Now, Thinking about it. All new merch. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so our, the She Reads Truth, He Reads Truth Lent plan actually starts two days ahead of Ash Wednesday. So we'll start on a Monday and we actually take two days before we jump into the, the thrust of what we'll be doing mm-hmm. um, to address like what is Lent. Um, yeah. together you know it helps as a community to just talk about that and understand that because I think there are a lot of misconceptions and so it helps yeah you think like this together. is when I don't get to eat chocolate right and that's or, what it's about. or is that is that Christian even to mm-hmm. celebrate that? there are a lot of questions and so it's good to kind of go you know to basically do what Russ just did for us yeah um, as a community and then we also take a day so for Lent this year we're reading through the book of Exodus oh wow and so that second day that Tuesday before Ash Wednesday we talk yeah. about why Exodus for Lent which um, I think initially there are reasoning for choosing Exodus for Lent, you know, where things like that would be a great book of the Bible to get through. And I think, you know, yeah, you've you, never done Exodus, you need, right? you know, about six weeks to get through that. And this is a six week. Let's try this. Yeah. But I think we had we had only scratched the surface of why Exodus for Lent. Really? Yes. Okay, because I have some like deep love for Exodus, so oh, I'm really so do we. I'm really excited. Okay, so what was it, Amanda? What was it about Exodus? I mean, I hear you at the start, and and people who maybe know some Bible stories know that they were in the wilderness for forty years, and so the forty is an interesting number that just keeps repeating in God's plans, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but what else was it? Well, the title of our of our reading plan this year. Um, is see the Lord's salvation. And so that actually is pulled from um, a passage in the book of Exodus. But just the deliverance of God's people, which we obviously see when they are delivered from slavery in Egypt um, through, you know, Moses' leadership and and then through the wilderness toward the promised land, right? And and then um, to to go from Exodus into, for the purposes of Lent, into the last week we'll read um, the events of Holy Week okay. kind of in real time. So what happened on, real on time, which Monday, I think is so important. Tuesday, right, starting yeah. with Palm Sunday. Because especially because we don't know Christmas was December 25th. Like we right. don't know Jesus was born on December right. 25th. We can really know what happened on the Monday before yeah. Jesus died. Yeah. And so to to see the Lord's salvation in the in the lives of his people in the Old Testament and then to juxtapose that with the story of Christ's death, burial and resurrection and to see um the Lord's salvation in the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. It just such a powerful reading plan. You know, to we could have read Exodus any time of year, but I'm so thankful that this is where, you know, the spirit led for us to do this for mm-hmm. Easter. Otherwise, we, for Lent, otherwise we wouldn't have had those two things side by side necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And so it really does make for um just a a very moving um, we were all just so moved in reading through Exodus and, and I kind of reluctantly so like I kind of went, you know, just it's, it's tedious at times and there's a lot of description and a lot of, um, just a lot of detail, but then to, to read through that and also kind of pull the lens back and realize, just see the Lord's, uh, glory 
and um, and salvation and beauty it through through the entire book. It's just it's beautiful. I want us to talk a little bit about we've kind of got the reading plan divided into sections, which I think will be a good way to kind of answer that question. Yeah. Well, I was also going to say in terms of why it was great for why Exodus for Lent, mm-hmm. I think you think initially like oh like God's people bringing delivered from bondage and from slavery into the promised land. So like mm-hmm, that right. feels like a picture of what Christ did for us. Yeah, but and it is. I think, and it, it's not like we, we dug and found things that hadn't been found before, but I think that like we remembered things and we, yeah. we found all the places that you can just see Jesus. In, yeah, that was going to be a question Exodus. I asked is, are we allowed to do this very easy jump of comparing Moses and Jesus? Well, I mean, let's even go past that. Like, if you just think about, like, we see, like, the manna, the bread from heaven, and you see, like, water coming out of the rock that was struck. At, like, you think about all of, like, the Passover lamb. Like, those are all these little pictures, these foreshadowings of, I mean, even the fact that, like, God is present with his people and, and God, Jesus is God. And so, like, Jesus was present with his, with the Israelites as they were crossing through the Red Sea. Like yeah. there's so much Jesus in Exodus. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, I mean, we we've talked about before that, you know, Jesus is the true and better Moses. Yeah. Um, in a, so many ways. You think about all the similarities, even in, you know, that they were born both under exile or mm-hmm. um, under an edict of death. Um and Yeah, there just seems to be a ton of comparison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like definitely you can see a lot between uh, Moses and Jesus. Yeah. But even throughout that whole story, throughout what God is doing in that story, um there's just so much promise. So you want to go through the sections? Yeah. So one thing that we um learned and discovered, I mean, we all know that the book Exodus is really appropriately named because there is an actual exodus out of slavery. Right. Um, but the Greek word exodus, the literal meaning is the road out. Oh, wow. um, and so we were so, that's one of those just tiny details that... Um, of course, that's what it means. Right. But to think of it in those particular in that particular language was really powerful for us. So that the first um, we sort of have the reading plan divided into three parts. Okay. The first of which is the road out, and so that is I think chapters one through seventeen. Yeah. Well, and the trivia here is that I wanted the whole book to be named the road out because I was like Exodus means the road out. Like that's yeah. obviously what we're going to call this reading plan, and I was sure of it. And a it's little a great title. Adamant about it. Um, but I love that this is a trial by jury like that um, Amanda and Russ were both like no 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 that's not that's not even what the gospel is it's not that God brings us out it, and that and oh, then leaves wow. us like he also brings us in like he brings us to something yeah and so he, I oh, think that good. where I was going like you know exodus it's the road out like done we've got our title we're good to go and they were like no no, no. yeah it's so much more than being brought out of something it's being drawn into something yeah into relationship yeah, that's really good. being brought out of sin and then drawn in toward mm-hmm. toward the Lord mm-hmm. did you know we were that wise Russ you, I didn't don't remember no. being we, get, we get some pretty heated conversations <laughs> in the old SRT. Yeah, oh, it's so it. it's so it's so good. It's so fun. And then the second um, the second section is where God gives Moses the plans for the tabernacle, and He says, "I'm going. You're you're going to build a sanctuary so that I can dwell among you." Mm. And He gives very detailed instructions on how to build um, the tabernacle in the courtyard and the priestly garments, and, and um, finally spun linen. So many <laughs> finally spun linen will just will just he roll just, off yes, the tongue just, by God the end. Really of Exodus. cares about linen, yeah. but, it, but He cares about beauty and almost to 
Like I found myself like because I've already kind of shown my cards here. Like it was almost to a frustrating level for me, which I'm like, why is this all in here? This right. is so crazy. Um, but there is is a verse where. Um, help me quote it, you guys, where he, where God says that um, he's talking about the garments. He's talking right? about Aaron's priestly garments. It, I want to say it's in chapter 17, but I'm probably wrong. Um, but where he, he says, like, this, these are the, this is what we're going to do and how we're going to do it um, for the purpose of glory and beauty. Mm. God for, uses for the, the words glory for glory and beauty. Name, I think mm-hmm. that's what he says. Mm-hmm. And so that for glory and beauty. Well, it resonated um, on many levels for us, like on one level, just with the way that we attempt to handle God's word and she reads truth and he reads truth. We just believe so strongly that, you know, God's word is beautiful and we want Mm -hmm. to pair it with aesthetic beauty in Mm -hmm. our products and that kind of thing. And so for glory and beauty just um, kind of became um, a a mantra for us. Yeah, I was about to say that feels like what y'all do. It does. It does. And um, the creative team got real excited. Yeah. We started kind of like unpacking it with that. Yeah, we did. And so that that second section is called for glory and beauty Mm -hmm. in that, you know, of course God cares about details and about beauty because he is beauty and he is the creator. So of course he cares about creativity and color and beauty. And, and so, so that so that whole third section is just the detailing and then the carrying out of the instructions of the tabernacle and all of the elements within it, the, the courtyard, just that whole thing, the priestly garments. Um, and here is my little piece of trivia that was so fun for me. Um, I was reading back um so it's like right around the like the Passover lamb and you know God's instructing the people of Israel um to go to so they're all slaves and to go to their masters and ask for um their riches like so ask for gold ask for mm-hmm. their fabrics all of these things and God promises them um that they'll say yes and indeed when the command comes for the the Hebrews to to leave Um, When Pharaoh says, yeah, you can go, whatever, like, this is horrible. Um, They go to their masters and ask, and everyone, it's almost like this free will offering of all of the, all of these riches to the Hebrews. And you miss that. I've missed that so many times reading the Bible. But what I love is that, like, so they're actually carrying all this stuff, and you don't picture that. They're carrying all this stuff, this gold, this finely spun linen out of Egypt, and those are the things that they use oh, to build a tabernacle. Right. Like you kind of wonder, like, where did they get all the gold for? Right. Well, the the golden calf, you know, or like, where did they right. get the gold for all of these things and the materials? And it's this like uh, free will plundering kind mm-hmm. of. And then there is a, a free will offering where the people bring their gold and their everything that fine they have metals, and, so, and that's what they use um, to build. What is it that's built out of the the mirrors of the women? There's some something specific that like. The, the silver mirrors of the women are used to build it, uh, to make something like it's either the uh, lampstand yeah, or bronze, the altar the bronze basin the, bro- the that's bronze basin, the bronze basin. Yeah. it is um, but just those details yeah. so even more remarkable than the fact that you know God gives all of those details and or those instructions detailed instructions and then the people follow those instructions yeah. and use those to build the tabernacle and then they build it and then when they move and man take that it like down, feels build it again. so much like life where 
you don't realize the thing, the puzzle pieces you're working with are for something you can't even see. Oh, yeah. That's good. You know? Or you might never see. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That you are, these things you're supposed to bring with you to the next thing you're a part of. And it's not for your glory anyway. Yeah, it's not for your glory or beauty. It's for God's, yeah. I love that y'all put, um, I was just flipping through the he and the she books, that y'all put what the tabernacle looks like in both of them. Isn't that neat? Oh, that was fun. That's so nice of you. So a really cool thing about that, we found this artist. Her name is Maya, and I can't pronounce her last name. I think it's Ishalom. Ishalom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we found her. She lives in Brooklyn, I believe, New York area. Mm-hmm. Um, but she grew up in Tel Aviv. Oh my gosh, she's Israeli. And studied art at Bezalel University. So Bezalel is like the creative director of the tabernacle, like the one oh, that God wow. appoints and gives the Holy Spirit to Bezalel yeah. to be good at everything. Um, but anyway, so Maya studied at what's called Bezalel University of Design, and it was so fun to get to work with her because she actually contributed to the She Book, the He Book, and the Kids Product. Okay. Um, and that girl knows that story better than we do. I mean, really? it was so cool to go, you know, for the kids product, which we can get to, um, you know, to kind of give our creative vision of how we want to creatively, you know, artistically display the whole story of Exodus on, mm-hmm, you know, one mm-hmm. in one painting. And what she came back with was more detail than we even knew existed. Yeah. And so getting to work with Maya was just, I think, like, we're just going, like, how can we do, how can we work yeah, with her again? She's so smart. Treat. Yeah. And so talented. And so she's the one who did these illustrations of the tabernacle yeah. and the priestly garments and then the kids' product, too. Yeah. Friends, I hope you're enjoying this episode with my friends from She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth about Lent. And I'm just going to interrupt, even though Russ is in here, and tell you that when it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes. And that is Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements, super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. Third Love has 60 sizes available. Most old school brands only carry 15, but they have 16, including half cups. And for the ladies in the house, some of you are saying amen to this. And I know, I know. If you've never heard of her half cup sizes, it's because no one else is doing it except Third Love. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So friends, listen, get 15% off your first order. That is something special they are doing just for us. So to find the bra you've been waiting for, all you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It just takes 60 seconds. You can do it from your house. It's super easy. Try a Third Love bra, y'all. It's so comfortable. You might even forget that you're wearing it. So this year, make the change that will change the way you think about bras. Go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. So that's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. Thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. Now back to our friends. I just think it matters so much getting to see things like the tabernacle or the ark and seeing what they, I mean, because you can read those chapters over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But to actually be able to look at a picture or an illustration, a picture, to look at a photograph (laughs) from the tabernacle um, is just that is really nice of you all to add those in there. It's amazing. Like, I think, you know, for any of your listeners who are artists, you know, they know that art doesn't happen on accident. You know, it's a it's a it's a very deliberate, intentional thing. In Exodus, so many of these chapters in that second part for glory and beauty are God giving artistic instruction 
for how he wants something made. And I, I mean, if you just stop and think about that, that here's <laughs> the maker of, of heaven and earth giving people instructions to make things in a particular way. And God's the artist designing this. It's just, it's rich. When we were reading the book, Amanda mentioned this, that it just, it became, you might think it's going to be tedious reading about the priestly garments or the bronze basin and how to make that thing. And it ended up moving us just to worship, mm-hmm. uh, just just going through that, like, man, the intentionality of God with his people to bring them in to participate with with building something that reflects who he is back to them, um, but also something that was very symbolic and not only symbolic, but actual uh, for, right. for where his presence would reside in the midst of them uh, and then calling them to to build it, to execute the plan. It, oh, it's just, it's it's crazy to think about and it's amazing. And, it's, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have like a depiction of the priestly garments and the tabernacle. So you could kind of visually see, oh, this is what, they built according to the specifications not Moses gave them, but right. God gave them. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it's, it's mind blowing. And I think partnering this with the idea of reading through Exodus using the plan and the book and meanwhile you've given up something if you are celebrating that side of what Lent is, where you've given up something. There is this like cause here's what I don't think about very much when I think about the Israelites. I don't think about what they gave up. Because I think they got freedom. They're not slaves anymore, but they gave up their homes. They gave up their jobs, job very loosely in a slavery sense, right? Because I recognize <laughs> they were not paid fair wages oh, and all no. that stuff. But they gave up their community. They gave up. I mean, there's a song. Do you know that song by Sarah Groves, the Painting Pictures of Egypt song? No. Oh, y'all need to listen to it because what she says is um, it's this idea of I keep painting pictures of Egypt, leaving out what it lacked. Because the future feels so hard, but I and I want to go back, mm-hmm. right? Right. So it's this idea of like, yeah. I don't want to go out in the desert. I don't want to give mm-hmm. up this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't want to walk away. Yeah, gener- they weren't I mean, there. Ten minutes. They were there four hundred yes. years. Yeah, yes, we're that. We're all that way. Yeah. I mean, we're we're all that way. It, 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 we we are more likely to stay with what we know mm-hmm. than risk going out into something that's unfamiliar. Yeah, right. And and when God calls them to leave, it's. Uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't take long in the story for them to say, we want to go back. We, yeah, we right. miss we miss our, our leeks and our onions, and yeah. which is code. And co- Moses, which you is, brought us out here to die. Yeah, it's Couldn't co- just be? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. code, right? Leeks and onions is code for I miss the predictability mm-hmm. of the daily routine. Uh, my counselor and I literally talked about this yesterday. She said, you, the things you are saying, to, the code you're saying to me is that you feel like the unknown is unsafe. Mm-hmm. And so those do not correlate. Unknown does not equal unsafe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we get it backwards. You know, darkness and light, like the darkness can feel so familiar that we forget that it's darkness and Mm. the light feels so intimidating because it's exposing. But, you know, but we know like that, like maybe it's unknown, but the light is there. Like we know. So it's that that dichotomy of like, I may not know where you're taking me, God, but I know who you are. Yeah. And and so flipping that where it's not it's not really where I'm going that matters. Mm -hmm. That's not even the point. It's who you are and that I'm going with you and where you're taking me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I get it. I, I would want to go back to my leeks and onions. I mean, listen, I, I I am the queen. If, yeah, I love, if, if this is a conversation about leeks and onions, I'm going back for real. I mean, like, I don't like, y'all know this about me. I don't like when things are hard in general. I'm not like, I'm at seven, right? I want to like laugh and have a great time. I don't want to sit in pain. And so, and Lent asks you, unlike any other time on the Christian calendar, Lent asks you to sit in pain. 
because the Israelites discomfort. did and because yeah. Jesus right. did. And yeah, yeah, discomfort, I call yeah. To me, discomfort is painful. <laughs> pain! So, yeah. yeah, it's all pain. It is. It is. So then let's not waste any time to let's transition to the third section of the book and the third section of the reading Fourth plan. Fourth section. Third. Oh, three. Third? Yeah. yeah. I'm out so, of order, you guys. You know what? <laughs> You're not how, out of how order. Many, how many reading plans have we done I mean, between serious. now and then? Yeah. We work yeah. at it. We work at, like, light speed. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, so the road out. For glory and beauty. And then the third section is see the Lord's salvation. Mm -hmm. And so we go from this amazing story that contains so many amazing stories, you know, in the book of Exodus to um, to Holy Week Mm -hmm. and and see, um, you know, the son of man lifted high and it's powerful. And so that I think the whole for me, Lent is is all about just looking to the cross. And I don't to me that's uncomfortable looking to mm-hmm. the cross is 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 um is hard because the cross exists for a reason the cross exists because of my sin and i don't want to look at my sin i don't like i'm a 9 i don't like conflict yeah 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 <laughs> like i don't want to i just want everything to be fine i don't yeah. need it to be happy i just need it to be fine <laughs> and um and so i you know lent for me is just to gaze at the cross and these other you know the the reading god's word every day giving something up or adding something in um, you know, I've heard that when you give when you give up something for Lent and you find yourself longing for that thing that is to draw you into prayer and to, you know, and to and to focus on um, who Jesus is and what He's done, and so to um, to slow down and, and do that and have that lift my chin and lift my eyes to the cross, um, so that when Holy Week gets here and when the Resurrection Sunday gets here, it means something. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, just like Christmas, I mean, I I wish I could rewind already to to the beginning of Advent and and slow down more for Advent because here it's come and gone and here we are, it's 2018. Mm -hmm. And so we can't miss the cross. Yeah. And we're in danger of, of Easter being about going to church and wearing a dress and eating good food. And then we move on, you know, spring is here. Yay. It's been, but like our spiritual spring is here too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, to slow down and get that. So we're, we're so, I mean, we're, I don't know if you can tell, very excited (laughs) about reading this with everyone. It's an interesting feeling because let the listener know that it's only been a couple months since we were in here doing Advent. And it was interesting when you are walking in, I thought, how is Advent already over? How did we, how did that come and go? But then hearing you talk about Lent, there is a somberness to the conversation that there isn't when we talk about Advent or when we talk about Romans in the summer, right? Like, right, yeah. Um, or whatever you're going to do next summer. I can't wait. Or this coming summer. But there is a somberness to Lent that was not instilled in me as uh, Lent has changed faces to me a lot. I wonder if it's a cultural thing or if it's an Annie thing, but when I was growing up, Lent was you give something up and you go to church and and you think about, but now there's this deeper thing. And maybe it is our reconnection to the Christian calendar a little more strategically versus just um, the robes change color at my church or the little things. Do y'all wear robes? At, do you wear a robe when you're at? No. You, no. No. Y'all don't. I don't even wear a tie. <gasps> Scott doesn't make you wear a tie when you he preach? Doesn't, he doesn't wear a tie either. I don't wear yeah. a tie when I yeah. preach either, yeah. to be fair. So <laughs> that's a good point. When you think about what people give up on, uh, talk about that part of it for a minute, just because there are so many of us who grew up Methodist or grew up yeah. Catholic or grew up in, right. in a system that 
said, what are you giving up? Mm-hmm. What do you give up? What, what? Not necessarily y'all, but you can tell me. I mean, mm-hmm. y'all know last year I gave up makeup and it about, it was one of the harder things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And it was right and it was good. And, right. But what other kind of things do y'all think about when you think about what people can or should give up? Well, or should they? That right there is the question. Or should they? If giving something up is is an attempt to have something magical happen, don't mm. bother. You know, don't don't worry about it. Um, Listen, it, we can say that for fasting. We can say that for prayer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally, totally. You know, it's it, the idea of of denying yourself to take up your cross and follow Jesus. It's a very practical season and a practical way to deny yourself something. God will not be any closer to you as a result of, of that. He won't love you more. He won't give you more of his Holy Spirit. He won't save you more. You know, he, that's, the, the, that's the, the beauty of doing that is it's all, is we're, we are celebrating the finished work of Jesus. Um, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to relate to a little better, because we can't fully, but we're trying to relate a little better to the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, that was paid once and for all. And so if you're a believer in Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection, then um, the season of Lent, whether your church observes it or not, um, is something that you can practice just by, you know, by introducing a change uh, right. into your life. Um, sometimes people don't give something up, but what they do instead is they add something too. you know, so they may add, I am going to set my alarm for this time and I'm going to read you know, scripture every morning or, you know, they, they, they introduce some kind of a new discipline that represents a change that calls them to think about um, what Christ has done. Because when we talk about Lent and especially, you know, as we get to the end, it gets dark and, and sad and somber, but that it ends it's the most joyful celebration yeah. that there is, yeah. right? Because death has been defeated. Our Savior has risen. He's given us life in his name. We don't have anything left to fear. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have any reason to hide. We know that God's favor rests on us because it rests on Christ and we're hidden in Christ. And so the idea of giving something up, please don't anybody give something up as a way of trying to pay for part of your sin because you can't and you don't need to. But if you want to experience a little bit of, of self-deprivation for the purpose of heightening your senses to, to the, the gift mm-hmm. uh, that Jesus has given in his incarnation. You know, for me, when I was young, it was a die-cast Millennium Falcon uh, that I shoved up onto the top of my parents' refrigerator oh. and said, all right, I'm not taking that thing down until... Uh, until Easter, oh Easter my gosh, morning. How sweet is that? Yeah, and I, it was up there, and it, you know, every time I'd walk by the fridge, I would know its presence was yeah. there, and and I would feel like, you know, as a child, I would feel like I'm I'm doing something significant here. How old here. were you? You think? Uh, I was probably like nine. That is so you know? yeah. sweet. Yeah. Well, I think the Lord had to like love that that you did. That, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. It felt like a real uh, sacrifice yeah. on, on my part. Um, I'm like not even laughing. You're the only one laughing. We're all like, that is so tender. <laughs> I have that a you friend. Would do that I have a friend Lord. whose little girl at age maybe four or five gave up sucking her thumb for Lent. Um, oh, she was wow. like, I just want to give this to Jesus, and never mm-hmm. went back. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's a cold turkey sort of yeah. situation. Yeah. But it's it's a funny thing. I I remember. I think it was two years ago. I was sitting down to write possibly a devotion for like maybe the first day of Lent two years ago. And I started writing about, you know, you know, the giving up and those types of things and kind of um, clearing up some misconceptions and, and going on. And every time I sat down, every time I started to write a, an example of, you know, here's something that I gave up and here's why, 
I kept finding that the things that I was choosing to give up were just sins that I needed to give up anyway. (laughs) You know, like it was like, well, you know, I play this game on my phone and la la la. So like, I'm going to set this aside. Um, But then I feel like every time I started to write something like that or like I watch a lot of like Netflix in the evening instead of, you know, whatever. Um, But it was it was I think the Lord drawing my attention to my excesses, Mm. um, which weren't necessarily things that should be seasonally uh, abandoned, but possibly maybe I should make a lifestyle change, you know. Um, And so it was it's been interesting to to find that line and 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 to know that there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. Yeah, Um, that's been done. Um, And and so for whatever, whatever we do, um, the question is why? Mm-hmm. And the question is, you know, are we are we doing that because we hope to save ourselves? Please yeah. don't bother. Yeah. Um, but if it means that it's it's a it's a way to draw near to the one who did save us. If it deepens your connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. it's a disruption. I mean, to me, yeah. it's um, otherwise I will just. Um, kind of go with mm. the flow. And so I need kind of that forced disruption, whether it's a, a moment where I, you know, reach for bread and realize, oh, wait, I'm not doing that. You know, just those moments in um, or setting the alarm or whatever. I mean, it could be um, sometimes, I don't remember if, <laughs> this is terrible. I don't remember if I did this or someone else did this, but negativity, was that you? No. Somebody, somebody. No, no. Like, <laughs> you uh, answer with it. Yeah. No. Maybe some, someone I know. But just like something that is part of like my default or isn't in, in introducing that so that it can kind of jar me awake yeah. at various points yeah. to otherwise I'll just keep on, you know, I don't like disruption. So that's an interesting question. I want to, because something you've said a couple of times, Russ, is practice. And something John Mark said a lot when we were talking about Sabbath was, was actually apprenticing in the way of Jesus yeah. and practicing. These are actually practices, which means you will not always get it right. And I think about our friend who's like on day 26 and she's forgotten that she's not eating carbs and she eats a piece of bread at a party and thinks I've ruined Lent. Mm. Right. Or the person who like gives up their, you know, Twitter and checks it on accident and then goes, well, forget it. I'll just, I'll just get back on Twitter. Can you talk about the idea of actually practicing our faith and practicing Lent and what it really looks like to make a mistake and survive it. <laughs> Practicing something sort of by necessity acknowledges that we will make mistakes. Yeah. It's, it's not perfecting. It's, right. it's practicing something. You know, I think... It makes you feel real nervous about, like, your medical practice or <laughs> <laughs> practitioner. Yeah. Right. But even there, even there, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that is that is the nature of, of, of practicing is you is sometimes you connect with the ball and sometimes you strike out. And, and um, but practice is the way that you grow in familiarity and 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 skill and um and doesn't that just make us more aware of our need of our shortcoming yeah yeah like oh i can't do this i can't be perfect even for 40 days yeah Mm -hmm. of of course you accidentally ate a piece of bread like of course like of course i'm going to do that and that's the thing about this whole idea of giving something up it's not prescribed in the bible it's described by the holy one Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mm-hmm. Jesus, we, the Bible describes Jesus going into the wilderness and fasting and withstanding temptation mm-hmm. and doing that perfectly. It's described, but it isn't. The, and now, yeah, um, this and is now what we're so looking for you. from you. Right. Every, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And circling back to the practice of reading scripture. Every Valentine's Day to um, April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> when when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, his response was to quote scripture yeah. mm-hmm. to the devil. And yeah. so, um, you know, to come full circle to what, to what Russ was saying earlier in the practice of reading scripture, I hope that as we not just in our in whatever we choose to to do or not do for Lent, but just in life that when we when we fall, whether, you know, intentionally or not, um, that we will just run back to God's word. And and if it doesn't always feel natural, it doesn't always feel natural for me. It is my job to read scripture and it doesn't always come naturally to me. Like my level of familiarity is not yet to where it is just second nature to mm-hmm. turn to God's mm-hmm. word instead of my own. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not, I don't know if that'll happen right. um, this side of glory. And, but I just, I want us to encourage one another to challenge one another, but more than that, to encourage one another to turn to scripture and to, to learn about Jesus by being with Jesus mm-hmm. in, in scripture and in prayer and, um, and to to know that this is Lent is not a magic bullet. It is not, you know, like Russ and Rachel both said, like it is it is not something you do to be a better Christian. It's it's something we do because of who Jesus is and to remind us who Jesus is and to celebrate who Jesus is. And so we just everyone who who's listening, just you're welcome here. If whether this is new, whether the Bible is new to you, whether Lent is new to you or not, um, just join us because we even around this table, this podcast table, uh, we are varying like years of, you know, being mm-hmm. believers mm-hmm. of varying familiarity with scripture. Like we are not all the same and that's OK. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just hope I hope they hear our earnest invitation. Yeah. For them to come join us. Yeah. Um, let's talk to the mamas and daddies out there mm-hmm. who are. Hi, I know, hi, hi parents. Well hi done. Guys. I haven't done that. Um, tell about the kids product because I'm looking at it and it is like the cutest. Yes, it is the cutest. So and thank good. you for saying so. So now, um, so some of you might remember um, not this advent, but last we did these, these table cards. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, each card had you know some art on it and some scripture and some questions on the back and it was a good way to engage with the kids um and so we kind of took a version of that uh for lent this year but instead of having one piece of art per card um there is one piece of art per card but the cards in in a certain seven by three arrangement they make this huge mural of the entire story of exodus card by card laying it out and so then as you're you know, laying them out, and the, the art is just—it really is beautiful. I can't wait for people yeah. to see them when they look. Well, awesome. and you're—I forget who's who's doing your links right now, Annie. Uh, Maggie, Maggie, Detective Maggie. She'll link it up. She'll link it up. You'll be able to see. I hope y'all don't run out. I hope you have enough. Look at the your, look at the um, plagues cards. Isn't oh that, gosh. And, okay. Yeah. So, the, so, so for you, our on a listener, podcast, you can't talk right, about what right. you're looking at. I understand. It just is. They're all beautifully. They're illustrations by Maya, who we talked about yeah, earlier, and they all fit together. And to make up, I mean, actually, I can't imagine a kid not loving it. Okay, so these two cards are the people um, 
creating the priestly garments. So yeah, they're like at okay. a sewing table, cutting out yeah. the pattern and and doing oh, what they're I love doing. It. So it's the whole book of Exodus. The whole book so of Exodus. So what's on the back? So I gave these to my daughter Hazel two yeah. nights ago, actually, because they'd just come from the printer. She hadn't seen them yet. She was in my office. I wish I'd recorded it. And so I just said kind of, you know, here's the story. And so I bet you can tell me the story of Exodus by just laying these cards down. Oh, cool. And so she took, you know, took the deck and laid one down. And, I, you know, I kept, I got her started on a couple of them. I was like, okay, well, this first card, Hazel, this is, you know, the people of, of God being oppressed in Egypt. And yeah. then the next one, she said, oh, that's baby Moses. He's in he's in the basket. Yeah. And then next, you can see the people crying out to God. You can see Moses. And so she started. And on and the, the back is verses and then and on questions. the back, Yeah. And then, yeah. like, the very next one is, like, the burning bush, which is the most yeah. beautiful. Anyway, um, so the back is one verse yeah. from that section. Um, and then some questions. Yeah. Um, and it sort of, you know, like why. And then it also has the full reading. So like for if if I set these on my table, uh-huh. my friends could pick them up and look yep. at the back and, okay, and the absolutely. full reading. So it says this one, the verse is Exodus 914, the plagues one, which is hilarious because she does have all the plagues on it. So Exodus 914 is back here. But then Exodus 717 to 1029 is there to tell me. To go read. Where to go if you want to read the full. That's really cool. And the neat thing, too, is that you can um, use the cards in various ways. So you can tell the story by laying them down and and using the illustrations to create Mm -hmm. them. Which is that, like awesome biblical literacy for, yeah, for a yeah. kid for somebody seven years old to say oh yeah i'll tell you exactly what happens yeah. in the book of exodus i like how many adults can do that you this know i can the tell 2018 you 2018 felt board yeah i mean the 2018 board of the church yeah i like it and then you can um use the text side of the card like what you were describing um to read the passage and then actually you can open your bible and there mm. are questions to engage in conversation and just to sort of understand what's happening and some application of that. Um, And then one fun thing which I am excited to do um, with my family is to shuffle them deal them out and then have you know okay who has the first card and oh, and let cool. the kids yeah, yeah. and adults kind of engage in here's the first card and they can read what's happening on the card and then put it down yeah. and we can create the mural together um, really you know what Annie so, on the day that this podcast comes out we'll do an insta story on the She Reads oh, Truth good. Instagram Perfect. and kind of show so that they can yeah, see yeah. it actually um, That's more rad. than just like as a product listing but so I'm, I am indeed very happy about the kids product I love making kids products because I think it's so foundational mm-hmm. for becoming an adult. Yeah. But I have to say the mama and daddy books. Oh gosh, the mm-hmm. books are beautiful. Are, um, I mean, we always come and we always gush, but there's, there's I do some... appreciate that, that like the third page is a whole thing about beauty and art, mm-hmm. which is literally your husband saying to me, don't spiral bind this, <laughs> Annie. <Yes. laughs> don't take it. To... It is. It's watercolors, isn't it? Is that what it is? It's not. It's um, some kind of like alcohol and ink um, on gesso board. And so you oh, like she's gosh. like the artist is like dripping all of the stuff on a gesso board. It's reacting. And then she's snapping it before it bleeds and ruins oh my gosh it's, yes it, her yeah. name is so ashley cool. and she's um she's it's ink real or ink and real ink real ink real and um, so the women's is colored art and the men's is more black and white art no there's color in there too. Oh, there's color yeah. mm-hmm. there's one there's photography oh that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah, there's guys, some but, guys. Um, but so and you know we love a good hymn especially yes. a good easter hymn and we love a recipe but annie you have to know there's a craft. there's something special <gasps> there's a craft hold on hold on i've been oh, holding let's let her find it i did not find it i was even this is the moment 
I've been waiting for it. And for me to find the craft? <laughs> yes. Okay, hold on. on. I'm going to find it. I'm gonna I think look. it's at the beginning because it's, it's going to take page a while. Nope. Next page. There you go. You're going to find the beginning it. Of the book. Nope, nope. You passed it. Oh, I did. I see it right there. Oh, it's beautiful. A macrame wall hanging. Oh, my gracious. We are about to do that. Oh, it's beautiful. Macrame is so hot right now. It is so hot right now. <laughs> We're going to make it. Uh, y'all, I'm not kidding you. You guys listening, y'all have to get this. There are 25 directions. Oh, no. It's a really, it's a it. real thing. And it's so, so our intense. art director, Kelsey, created this pattern in the office oh it was gosh. the most blessed day ever we just like people were walking past and she's like doing a, a knot and then writing it down yeah. and getting it oh all right. bless her heart yeah but i think what i love about this um as much as i fully enjoyed the cross stitch for advent <laughs> yes, and let did. me tell you um i don't really ever know what to do with the ad with the cross stitch afterward yep um but the macrame i know just what to do with that yeah, hang um, on the wall. yeah wall. it's gorgeous if you do it with a copper pipe it's so pretty yeah I, so um it's actually something that is enjoyable can be con- contemplative um as long as you're not yeah, overwhelmed by sure. the 25 directions i mean really and you have to like learn three knots yeah yeah. Oh, this is like the it's real fun. deal. This you're is gonna, a yeah. no mess. You're going to need yeah. a little YouTube she reads tutorial truth is teaching oh, yeah. next to you. Life for skills. Sure. And I did see a couple of the recipes already, and I thought, okay, I can get behind that. Like yeah. a breakfast bowl mm-hmm. and a mushroom soup looking yep. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, you only have one chef making recipes in here this time. Yes. yes. Yeah. What was that about? Well, I, I, you know, last year we used Danielle Walker. Oh, and yeah, she did that's all right. of that. So we right. kind of that's kind of a thing we like to it do lent. for Lent, keep okay. it cohesive. Um this year I one of the I mean the food, the recipes are fantastic, but we loved the look. So her photography is so dark. It's yeah. all like black and then it's all deconstructed. So you can yeah. see at least one photo of all the ingredients sort of like laid out. Yeah. I miss some plot. What is the there's a French word that I'm gonna get it wrong. I do not know. But I don't either, her name but I like is it. Angela K. Hall. She's from Nashville. Yeah. A local gal. Local gal. Feed us, oh. Angela K. Hall. There's a good mm-hmm. broth bowl in there. Yeah, there was a really Everybody good Everybody loves broth a broth bowl. Do the dudes <laughs> get recipes? No. I think we get a couple. Okay. Yeah, we get, we a get a couple. I see some maps. I like that. Um, this is one of my favorite parts. Do you have a special for my people? <sighs> yeah, we do. We Did, do. Now, I know that there was conversation about it, but I never know where we landed. So when that happens, I usually just freestyle. <laughs> I think you should go for it. <laughs> oh, boy. What did we do Wait, last time? Drum roll. What's she going to uh, do, you 15. Guys? We did Annie 15 for 15% off, right? Or Annie 10? No, I think it was I don't 15. Remember. I, think I, I think I got Christmassy on that. Yeah, yeah. We can do Annie 10 if you need to. Well, no. I mean, I really like your people. Yeah, thank That's you. That's the thing. They're, and they're there's macrame. There's and there's macrame. macrame to be done. And I mean... And the cards. I have to say we're not selling kits. Yeah, for the macrame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we do say exactly where to buy the stuff because that's tough. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like you can't just find it at Target or Walmart right, or right. even Amazon. Like there's right. like a, a place and you buy it by the inch and mm-hmm. it's online though. It's fine. Yeah. Um. No, I, I yeah, let's do 15%. Okay. I'll, um, do y'all know that last time my mom listened to the podcast and before, well, not the last time my mom listened to the podcast. I hope she listened to all of them, but when, at Advent. Before she finished the podcast, she placed her order and did not know there was a coupon. Didn't hang around for the She discount. couldn't wait. She had to go. At, she like wanted the book and wanted the advent <laughs> cards. So she didn't even get the we discount. I was her. like, all right, Pam, live your life. Pam, all right, that's Pam fine. down, Pam ladies down. and gentlemen. Let's do it. You know, when we, when we finish and when, you know, you figure out all the last minute stuff, I will tell you dates for that. Yeah. Because yeah. I need to know all of that. Sure, but. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll do. Yeah, we'll work that out and make sure we have the right dates around it. And I think y'all have done a beautiful work as always. So I'm really grateful. What's your hope for people? Let's think about I don't know why. That's but a good I can't question. I love that. Quit thinking about the people who are doing this for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your hope for the people who are 
going to read along for the first time or do Lent for the first time? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the Bible, um, but that was the first time. So I sat down and read Exodus in one mm-hmm. in one day, in one sitting oh, wow. um, at home with my family. And I highly recommend that, first of all. I know that the, the deal here is you break it up over <laughs> six weeks because it's a very long book. Um, but even breaking it up and going through it intentionally, you know, mm-hmm. straight through, and even with, especially with the supplemental scriptures, you know, every day. Yeah. Annie, it is, it's very moving. Yeah. That book is, I mean, once you like lock into the, you know, those opening scenes and you read your way through and you get to the end, I did it, um, actually listened to it on audio yeah. with my family just one day we stayed at home which you can actually do for free on the U version app. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um right. so I l- listened to it while cross stitching. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very domestic picture we're getting yes. here. Right. Um and I actually write about this in the editor's letter for the book so I don't want to give that away yeah. but at the end and I will read this. So the very last verses of the very last chapter of Exodus I pause it and rewound it. Probably four times, which is like tears rolling down my face because you spend so many chapters in the somewhat tedium of, you know, the detail that the Lord has prescribed and that these people Mm -hmm. are walking through and they've created this building. And then in chapter 40, in verse 34, it says the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was unable to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud rested on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. I mean, you talk about coming out of Lent or coming out of Advent and talking about God with us, but like they had God with them and that was Jesus. I mean, that's Jesus is God. So what I hope, back to your question, a first time reader or somebody who's familiar, but maybe hasn't just read straight through Exodus Mm -hmm. in a while, Mm -hmm. I hope they're as moved as I was. I mean, I, yeah, there's there are there's a lot, but I hope they see Jesus in that. I hope that they, even more than the biblical literacy, even more than yeah. learning the story, I hope they learn so much about God, mm-hmm. because you there's so much to learn about God's character in those forty chapters. Mm-hmm. There's so much to learn, and the God of the Book of Exodus is the same God of 2018. Yeah. Hasn't changed. Yeah. Hasn't changed. No shifting shadows, and so if they're learning what they what what is available to learn in the book of Exodus, they're learning about somebody who is available to them and who cares for them personally today. That's good. Yeah, I think if you're observing Lent for the first time, I just my prayer is that you just see the beauty of the cross yeah. and of Christ, and um, and I just I I believe that you will when you invite God to. Um, to kind of have his way with your heart and over those 40 days. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. We say Lent is long. We say it yeah. every year. Yeah. And it really is. Um, but I think it's, it's by design. And um, and so that's that's our prayer. It's just that you'd see Christ. That's always our prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing I would add to that is is there's such a picture in Exodus and in Holy Week of the strength of God, you know, mm. just the power. And I think for anybody listening who just feels fragile, who, who feels like their their place in this life is is something that could be just so easily broken uh, or emptied out, the God who keeps his people is this God who parts oceans, who stands in the face of the accusers and takes it. 
and doesn't call down angels from heaven, but instead offers himself up to death in our place. There's so much strength in both of these stories that I just I think if you're if you're in a season where you just feel you feel like everything is just so so fragile and and, and you feel like you you could everything could just be lost in a moment, these remind us um, and they don't just remind us but they tell us about mm-hmm. the God who is. Plus, how long has it been since you read a book that was four thousand years old? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean that's kind of a cool thing to do. You know, it's it's yeah. it's cool to read a. Uh, something that is that old. A piece that, of literature. A piece of literature that's that old that people have been reading ever since, and for it to be about the God who does not change. Those episodes, after we record those, you guys, I just have to like take a deep breath. They're so beautiful and so smart, and I'm just so grateful for the amount of care and time that those three and their team put into us studying the word. I'm just beyond grateful. So here's the information we didn't have during the show, what the code and the coupon would look like. So if you use the code Annie15, you can get 15% off anything in the shop starting today, Thursday, January 25th until Saturday, January 27th. So it's a short little window to get your 15% off, but go ahead, use the code Annie15 and you will get 15% off of anything in the shop. So go ahead and grab your Lent order, get what you need to study Lent with your kids, with your friends, with your spouse, whoever else is in your world that you want to study with, use that 15% off code. And I think you'll be really glad you did. Make sure you follow She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth online. I hope you'll be reading along with us for the Lent study. I'm really looking forward to studying Exodus. It made me feel teary about 12 times just talking about it. So it feels like there's something in that for me. So I think it is true for you too. I hope you'll read along with us. Hey, if you need to find me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. And my website is AnnieFDowns.com. And after every show, actually, I, I don't know that I've told you this enough times, but the show releases on Thursday and on Friday morning, there's always a blog post up on my website with all the links that you need and everything you would need to know about the show. So that will be up Friday morning, including a reminder that you can use the code Annie15 to get 15% off anything in the She Reach Truth shop. And I just want to thank you guys again, all your sweet words about me being on the Relevant Podcast. I love that the handful of y'all that were already listeners, I love that y'all are going over there and subscribing. It's a really, really fun part of what I get to do right now. So thanks for your kind words. I hope you're listening in. I am grateful that we get to give you a That Sounds Fun on Thursdays and a Relevant Podcast on Fridays. It's I'm having way too much fun. It's, it's probably illegal in some states, but I'm having a great time. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening along. I hope you've enjoyed these rhythms, and I really hope you're adopting them into your life. Next week on the show, we have a woman that many of y'all love, Jamie Ivey, host of the Happy Hour podcast and author of the new book, If You Only Knew. She will be on the show next week and I think you're going to absolutely love it. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss it and tune in next week. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you today. I'm going to go meet up with, oh, actually, you know him, Seth Abram and his wife, Sarah. I'm going over to dinner with them. So your favorite Enneagram guy, I'm going to grab dinner with him and his family tonight and that sounds really fun to me. So I hope you will go out and do something that sounds fun to you too. Have a great day and we will see you next week. Mm